Welcome to Zone Coverage. This is your creator and host, Cam Thomas. I will be inviting fellow men to have an open dialogue to help encourage and inspire others. This platform will allow listeners to actively engage in weekly conversations that will excite change. Tune in weekly to hear from incredible guests that include NFL players, entrepreneurs, and leaders from all walks of life. I'm excited for you to follow us on this journey. Zone coverage. What's going on? This is Cam Thomas. This is another episode of Zone Coverage, Season 2. Uh, man, I'm so excited to continue to share with you guys. This has been such an amazing journey, especially starting up the second season and continuing on with getting guests and also new experiences with new connections and networking is so many things going on that I could go on for days about but I'm so blessed and uh, grateful for you guys who have tuned in and those who future those other future who tune in uh, welcome but uh, this is another solo episode I'm gonna continue to knock these out for you guys and get more of me just sharing some of my thoughts and also getting information out that I think would possibly help uh, whoever listens. Uh, definitely from my own experience, this is not something that's doctored or uh, proven or anything of that nature. It's, it's proven for me, uh, to, say the less, to say the least, but I would say I just love being able to have these amazing conversations with so many people and take from it what I may, but then also it triggers so many things for me to think about in my own life and from my own experiences that I haven't probably thought about or have thought about, but really haven't lingered on since I'm now more self-aware of a lot of the things that are going on in my life and my emotions and thoughts. So it's been amazing to just tap into myself more, honestly. And I think this conversation today with you guys would be something uh, beneficial. I, I definitely have been sitting with this for some time and I had an awakening, so to say, over the weekend and talking to my manager the other night, this this really set, uh, hit home with me and I want to get it off my chest in a sense, but also uh, hopefully it just resonates with with anyone uh but uh, to start off man um it's so amazing to me how we've been programmed to believe that our happiness is conditioned based on the circumstances we're in right it's more so all right you're here if you're middle class um, these are the things that you tend to these are the things that you have and uh what you have is based off your success, correct? Uh, where you where you are in your life is based off your success or worthiness or happiness. And the, this is all my thoughts as well. The, you may not believe this or haven't experienced this, but if you have, you can kind of understand where I'm coming from when I say uh, it, it saddens me that we have to live a certain life in the eyes of ourselves, but in the eyes of others who are connected to us and view our lives to a certain standard. And 
in that a lot of it, even as a youngster, but more so now as an adult, it's it's scary to think that what you are is based on what you have. And it's resonated with me when I think about my life and what I have and what I uh, don't have. It's interesting to to understand um, how important it is to dive deeper into that understanding, right? It, if you take away what society is giving you as the platform and the blueprint to happiness and success, and you truly put in your own understanding and your own uh, perspective on it, I think you'll look at it in a different light, right? It, and it's truly understanding that happiness is momentarily, but does it does not need to have anything tied to it, right? Your your happiness doesn't have to be because of this. Perfect example, right? Uh, my son yesterday had the best day that he can humanly have possible um, all year, yesterday. And I was so proud, I was so happy. I told his teacher, please tell him I'm so proud of him. And when I saw him, I was outside of the car dancing and praising him, clapping, and he's laughing and smiling, and we do our handshake. Everything's golden. And so I take him and get treats and all those different things. And we were so happy in those moments. I didn't think about tomorrow. I didn't think about the next day. I didn't think about the past days when he didn't do X, Y, and Z. Nah, yeah, we talked about how we can grow from today, how we can learn lessons from today in the high moments as well. But in that happiness, in that moment, it was so pure and genuine. And it was so simple, right? It was just him doing what we practice, listening, following directions and working on his manners. But he did those simple things and something great came from it, right? And those circumstances were inevitable. It was just, it really wasn't any circumstance. It was just him being who he is and living his life and understanding that I have a choice to do the right thing. And I did the right thing today. And what happens after that? Man, you, you're clapping and dancing and that is, it's not that serious. To me, it is. <laughs> and that's also a thing is like we, we kind of discount our happiness in, in moments. It's you, you got $2 more than you got last month and it's, uh, it's only $2, but that's a small gain. But that's a huge gain because you gained. You you were better in something. You did something more. And I feel like that's what we seek out now in this life that we're living is we want to do more. We want to learn more. We want to understand more. We want to learn more. We want to just exceed expectations. But in that, we don't have to base them off of what things that we have and where we're at in our lives. It can solely be, man, where I plant my feet right now, I'm just happy because I'm breathing, because I see the birds flying around or the, the, the I hear the wind blowing or feel the wind or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be so grand and so big. And I keep harping on that because we had to get out of that mindset of, man, it needs to be bigger. It needs to be more. 
my mom and I had a conversation and her and I, we have some of the most amazing, just in-depth, just hard-hitting conversations where no matter what we're talking about, <laughs> it could be sea turtles. <laughs> we're going to find a way to get something out of that conversation. And it's not because we're trying. It's just how connected we are intellectually and mentally where it's a flow of just transparent energy. And we continue to use that to better ourselves. And again, in essence, I feel like that's what we as a whole are trying to do is just better ourselves. What? But that doesn't, again, have to be so grand. It doesn't have to be so big and astounding. It doesn't have to be $15,000. It doesn't have to be two new cars. It doesn't have to be the most beautiful new girlfriend who on the exterior looks breathtaking. It doesn't have to be the new job that no one else in your family has gotten or that you know can get because that status gives you your happiness and that's circumstances. But what if the process of all those things, you were so happy in that. You were so happy in the failures. You were so happy in the shortcomings. You were so happy in the small things that you learned that you just kept on practicing over time and they became something bigger. And I may sound crazy, but <laughs> I think that for me it's worked that way and it's been, it's, it's working. It's not worked in the past tense because yeah, it's worked in the past, but it's again, something that is so small. And what I'm going into next is how do we change our way of thinking and to connect the two? It's these are some of the things that when I thought about that, it was so thought provoking, but it was just a release. Like, OK, what was it that helped me when I was doing my self work or my self healing or whatever it is that I felt more like me and I just felt happy? I just truly felt happy and existed in that happiness. And these are some of the things it was reading. I read tons of books. I won't say tons. <laughs> Let's not. I'm not going to sit here and act like it was a hundred books. It was probably like more like five or six. <laughs> but to me, that's that's a lot. See, happiness. I was happy and content in five books. So you bookworms, don't judge me. But I'm trying to get better at it. And I love reading because I love getting so much from it. But uh, reading was so... So just, it was an understanding. Words and I have such an understanding, and it may be weird to say, but words and I have such an understanding where we speak to each other in a, in a, in a sense that each word just doesn't mean what it solely is meant to mean, if that makes sense. I said mean and meant, <laughs> but that word to me doesn't necessarily have to mean what you say it means. To me, it can mean whatever I feel it means and when I read it just all of the words it just come alive and I get a new experience from it and when I got those new experiences my thoughts changed my feelings changed the way I talked to my son changed the way that I love talk to myself changed it, it was so daring it was amazing and then going into cooking cooking is one of my most favorite things to do when I was growing up Smelling the food from the women in my family cooking, my grandmother and my mom cooking. Oh, my gosh. 
Man, and the holidays are here. No, my fellas, ladies, whoever's listening, the holidays are here. So you know what it's like. And those who experienced a home-cooked meal from your grandmother or your mother, I'm telling you right now, you know your mouth is watering right now. I'm thinking about what you're going to eat when you go home for Christmas. <laughs> but cooking or what you're going to cook, because cooking for me it is so refreshing it's a process and it's so interesting that cooking is like a love language of mine and i speak of the process but now that i'm thinking about it like in this moment the process of cooking is somewhat of life and somewhat of uh, me playing ball and so many other things i could tie to because that's how my mind works like i said but cooking it gave me time to physically do things it gave me time to put my hands to work I'm such a worker, a doer. I, I want to do something. I want to be active and learn something from it. And when I cooked and didn't use measuring cups or anything or felt the meat on my hand, the, the felt the uh, ground beef or the, the uh, salmon, whatever it was, it, it was just a different connection. And my brother Jordan told me one day, Man, you, we were standing outside. He's like, nah, dude, I come outside and come outside with my socks off. You know why? And I was like, why is that? He was like, you will only feel the most grounded with the earth and with yourself, with your feet, truly touching the soil or the grass or the cement, whatever it is. And that's grounding. And it was amazing to me. But when I touch the food and cook and go through the process, I feel so grounded in that. And it's so hard for me not to go so deep into processes that take steps because my mind is always working to go to the next step. What's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next challenge? How can I do that? And cooking slowed that down for me, but gave me that fix. But also meditating, meditating and sitting with myself was one of the probably most connected I felt with myself. It's something that is tough in moments because it's so eye-opening, it's so soul-opening, so emotionally opening, all of those things. I feel the most vulnerable when I am meditating and that's why I stepped away from it because when you become self-aware, you start feeling feelings and understanding things about yourself, you start to be a little bit harder on yourself. So it's now it's, I didn't want to feel all of that. I didn't want to feel constantly, so I got away from it, but it helped me. And that's some of the things that we do. We get away from the things that are so beneficial for us, even if they're small and they're daily things that we continually continually work on, they may, you may find things out that are harder in those consistent days or those consistent doings that may just feel draining, but it's a release. It's released, and if you're happy and that, then is it a bad release? But also walking, just getting outside, walking more. It's been, it was years where I just dealt with constant pain. I mean, I still deal with constant pain, but it's now it's just like, hey, this is a part of my life and I have to accept it and move. And one of the things that I'm constantly doing is it was walking. It was walking and just getting out in the air, seeing things hearing things, uh, smelling things. It was being able to feel my body move. And I would go sit and just sit and look 
and exist, listen to music. Uh, I, I, I have a spot here in East Nashville where it's the perfect, for me, it's the perfect park spot. And it has a bench with my name on it. I'm going to carve it in there. I'm going to go to the city and tell them, hey, this is my bench. <laughs> Whenever it happens. But that also. But then pouring into my son. Pouring into others. That that has always been something that I've thrived on. Pouring into others, obviously. But when I have my son, even more now that we have so many in-depth conversations, we I pour, it just feels amazing to watch him be... And then be able to have conversations about him being who he is and identifying the things that he, he is and what, what what he embodies and learning how to maneuver through that. Because it's all a process. I didn't have my father to say, hey, how do you feel today? How's your energy? OK, why did you make why did you make this choice? What were you thinking in this you know how this can be all of those things but then also pointing to others because that reciprocation of others pointing to me even if they don't know it i'm taking so much from you guys i'm oh my goodness they, they, you guys have inspired me to do this because you guys took the time to listen to my story in whatever form or fashion it was and however we're connected but think about the people in your life how 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 amazing do you feel when you actually have an in-depth conversation with somebody you pour into them they're pouring into you not about the basic things the, like the house the weather today but they truly ask how you are and then actually listen to your response how do, amazing do you feel when you're praising somebody else for doing what they're doing it's just an amazing feeling that's what really helped me and I felt so happy in that, but then affirming to myself or yourself. What I mean by that is my self-talk is one of my biggest challenges. And you guys probably heard me say before, the people who know me and hear me talk about it, but my self-talk has been one of the biggest hurdles and challenges that I face daily and consistently. And I'm not afraid to face it anymore, but at the same time, it, it, it comes it comes a time where your self-talk could be so negative that you don't even know how to give yourself a compliment. But give yourself a compliment. Tell yourself you're okay. Tell yourself, even if you're not okay, you're going to be okay. Or tell, let yourself know that you're a good person. My therapist told me that. He said, man, I want you to do this daily. And I've dropped the ball because it's still hard for me to accept the, the you know some of these affirm affirmations, but I just want you to write, I am a good person. How simple, but how powerful is that to tell yourself that? Do, do, do you get that on a daily basis from everyone you encounter that they just sit there and tell you, hey, you're a good person? You're, you probably don't. But if you do, more power to you. I definitely want to meet you. <laughs> but imagine if you told yourself that daily. How would you feel? Try it. It's made me feel amazing when I've done it. But also going out of, of the, you know, transitioning to this, but what I've also looked at and it's a, it's an ending point, but it's, it's easy to look at what you don't have, what has been lost, what pain you've caused, but also what do you have? What have you gained? 
what love have you given? I think a lot of times, especially with my self-talk, I, I look at those first three things like, what don't I have? Okay, what have I lost? What pain have I caused? All three of those things are so, they resonate so much with me, but are so loud in my life and in my head and my emotions and my spirit. But I probably very seldomly pay attention to what I do have and what I have gained from what I've lost or what love I've given even though I have caused pain. Like some of those things can really play a huge factor in your happiness. Because if you're constantly fixated on or fixated on what you do what you don't have, how can you ever pay attention to what you have? Because you're constantly looking at what you've lost. So when you're looking at what you what has been lost, then how can you ever appreciate it or be happy in what you've gained, even from what you've lost? Think about the many times you've lost and where you are now. Would you tell me that you haven't gained a single thing? What about the pain that you caused? We've all been dealt pain, obviously, right? We, we've all been hurt some way, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever the case may be. But we've, I'm sure once or twice we've inflicted some pain, maybe not intentionally, maybe intentionally. But also, have you learned from it or do you consistently inflict pain? Have you understood what love you've given or if you drop the ball on that is it time that you focus on giving some love <laughs> listen to this quote here the next season of ability is going to depend on the last season of responsibility quoted by pastor michael todd i read that in the book relationship goals last year and i didn't pay attention to it the way that I, I guess I think I did pay attention to it, but it hit harder now reading it because we're constantly evolving. Time doesn't stop. We're going to constantly go forward until the time stops for us and we meet our maker. But until then, time is inevitable. But there's always going to be a season of ability, right? You're always going to have. A skill you're always gonna have. Uh, well, I won't say always. There's certain things that can happen that obviously can hinder you. But in the sense that you are able to continue to move forward, there's always gonna be a next season of ability. There's always gonna be a next season, right? Even on these talking sports references or life, there's always gonna be a next season: fall, summer, winter, spring, January to December. There's always going to be a next season. So what I mean by that is. Your responsibility is how you handle the circumstances you're given. Are you constantly worried about what you don't have? Are you constantly worried about what you've lost? Are you constantly worried about the pain you caused? Are you constantly worried about the circumstances that you're in and base those things on how happy you are? If you can't be responsible with those things that you have, in the moments that you have, because happiness is momentarily, right? But understand this, you, if you can be responsible with those things, how could you ever flourish in your ability for your next season? How could you ever accomplish what you truly are meant to accomplish 
but that is just being a happy father or being a happy mother. I say all that to say, how how can we change the way that we think? How can we understand that our happiness doesn't have to be conditioned, doesn't have to be circumstantial? Happiness can be just that. And whatever moment we're in, whatever moment that brings us that gratification, that happiness, that peace, it can be just that. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't constantly compare yourself. Don't don't be a Scrooge this season. <laughs> Enjoy what you have. Enjoy where you're at. Enjoy loving on someone. Enjoy the things that you are passionate about. Discover those things. I keep harping on that. Discover what you're passionate about and really lean into them. You'll, you'll truly, truly thank yourself. I guarantee it. But again, I appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of Zone Coverage. This is always a safe space for anyone to come and listen, uh, hear journeys, hear stories, hear uh, thoughts, hear feelings, emotions, whatever it is that has to do with vulnerability and uh, connecting. Uh, it's here and I can't wait to unpack more. I can't wait to give you guys more content. There's so much that is happening. I can't wait to um, show you guys, man. Honestly, this is an amazing journey that I appreciate you guys. I love you guys and I can't wait for you guys to hear the next episode. So Stay blessed, stay safe. Um, I'm praying for everyone in Bowling Green, Kentucky, uh, Mayfield, Kentucky, um, in Tennessee, who are inf- uh, affected by the tornadoes uh, or the strong winds or the weather. Please just keep Bowling Green, Kentucky, Mayfield, Kentucky, and other parts of Kentucky and Tennessee, and just keep them in your prayers. And I uh, pray that you guys have an amazing, amazing rest of your year. All right. Zone coverage.